Welcome to the Adventure Mechanics. I'm Chandler. I'm Devin. And I'm Tom. And today we have something a little different for you. Today we're going to talk about a series called... Oh shit. Headliner. Headliner. There we go. And the sequel, Headliner... What? Nova oh, News. Oh god. Nova News. Thank you. Nova News. I forgot the name already. There we go. <laughs> uh, so in Headliner and Headliner Nova News, you play the role of an editor at a media station of some sort. And your job is to select the articles that are going to air or be printed or whatever. And then you kind of experience the consequences of that action in the world around you. Is that a fair assessment to the game? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. So in full disclosure, Devin and I actually did not play the second game, Nova News. But we did play the first one, and Tom was entirely inverted because we had a failure of communication on my part. So we'll be going over the first game and talking about it a little bit, and then we'll be transitioning over to the second game. So just so everybody knows, we'll be kind of transitioning in between the first and second game. And fundamentally, it's the same exact mechanics, at least as far as our pre-discussions that we can tell. Like It seems to be pretty much the same mechanic, but... The second one is a more grown-up, improved version of the first with some subtle differences in a different story. But the idea is kind of the same, so... Yeah. So, without further ado, let's talk about the first game. Did you want yeah. to start, Devin? I guess I can. So, the first game, Headliner, was created by one person. His name is Jakub Kajtalski. He's originally from Poland, so... I hope I pronounced your name correctly, Jakub, if you, you're listening to this. I would be by some... <laughs> fascinated to hear if he actually by, did. Yeah, yeah. I, again, I'm sorry if I butchered your name. But uh, yeah, his uh, production company, and at the time of this article I found on GeekWire, it was published on October 3rd, 2017. And it, I think that's around the time that the first game was released. And, yeah. Uh, that sounds yeah. about right. And, and the name of the article published on GeekWire is, quote, fake news video game headliner lets players destroy society with propaganda, which gives you a good idea. But the reason why I thought this article was interesting to bring up as we talk about, like, you know, basically broad brush, what's the first game about, what, you know, big things about it before we move into a kind of, you know, critique, is that Jakob uh, Kajtalski had some interesting things to say about where his inspiration came from. And uh, some idea, like what he was trying to go for with the game. Kostalski, uh, Jakub Kostalski, he runs the indie studio. And at the time of this publication of this article, he was the only one of that, with Unbound Creations. And apparently part of the original idea for this uh, game is based on the Kristallnacht, the riots in Germany in 1938. Bless you. Won't go too much into that. <laughs> Won't go too much into that, but, you know, historically, that was a, a one-night riot aimed at the Jews in Germany in 1938. Hmm. And that was part of, according to this article, part of his inspiration for part of the game, at least the first game, which, if you've played the first game, you kind of know where that's going. I'll get to that in a minute. Spoilers! Yep. Spoilers! Yes. I oh, should say, yeah, like, I, gonna we're a... probably going to get in spoiler territory. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. It's kind of so hard to talk about if, the game and if not you do would, that. If you think this concept sounds interesting as a, you know, fake news kind of game, like where you're in charge of the news and that the news that you pick to print affects society, if that sounds interesting to you, you should totally check these games out. 
and, uh, and then come, come back. back and listen to this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then come back and listen if you I, don't want spoilers. <laughs> I would even just go so far as to say, at least with my experience with the second game, this game is like incredible. If you haven't played it, just go play it real quick. It's not a big game, <laughs> and come back because ah, you will. It's totally worth it. It's totally worth it. Uh, yeah, a little bit of spoilers for the podcast there too, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> spoilers, man. Jeez, we haven't um, even finished recording and you're spoiling. Uh, where was I? Yeah, so Jakub, he, uh, he's originally from Poland, like I mentioned before. He moved to North Ireland for a while and he has a degree in comparative ethnic conflict. So like he has a lot of interest in what goes into this game and like parts of the bits about it. But he had a couple interesting quotes in this article here that I wanted to quote here. So what the first one is, as he talks about the game and like what the concept is, he says, quote, if you want to advance your career, you want high ratings. That is in you know, the your clicks and whatnot. But maybe that destabilizes society. So it, you know, saying that, you know, you you end up with, you know, what your choices do matter to the rest of the world. You can basically move society a certain way or another way and he also said that in in making the game and crafting the game that he almost he said quote i i want to almost dupe the player into following whatever their bias is and make them realize that in the end it doesn't matter which i thought was really interesting so huh. Yeah, so, and of course, this is about the first version of the game, so the one that Chandler and I played, as opposed to the more fleshed out version that, that you played, Tom. But I thought that that was really interesting, and so I kind of went into that looking at the game as it plays, as it goes. So, uh, so go just ahead. out of curiosity, did you read that article before or after playing? I actually did read it before, mostly because oh, I was curious is, if there glorious. was... Oh, this yeah, is glorious. I, I, okay. I, <laughs> I like where this went. Yeah, I, I read it before, and that was mostly because I was going to play the game when we were talking about, oh, yeah, we should play the, talk about it on the podcast. And I was like, okay, cool, yeah. And I was like, well, is there anything to read about this? Because I kind of, I, I mean, you guys know me. Oh, maybe, Tom, you're not as familiar with this part of me, but I'm like, I'm going to go research the thing and see what I can learn about the stuff, because that's just kind of how I do. Um, I'm already familiar, yes. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Uh, so I decided, well, you know, who was talking about this game when it came out and stuff. Interestingly, everything that came up had to do with the first game. And that might have huh. to do with my search term. And this was one of them. And it was far down. It wasn't like at the top. It was like the third or, of course, the sixth or first and everything, yeah. uh, to the game. But this came up and it was the only review that I could find that was written, written from. I didn't look for any videos or anything. I wanted to go in cold as far as that went. And this was the only review I found. And I was like, oh, well, that's really interesting, especially when it's talking about, oh, yeah, this was released in 2017. You know, we've already got, you know, the fake news thing and like all the, you know, in America, at least in the US, rather, we already got all the stuff from the election that happened in 2016 and all the, you know, ideological clashes and stuff like that and all of the big talking issues that this game seemed to be. Go, you know, interacting with and, and was, you know, intentionally sort of interacting with a lot of uh, how people get very, you know, they're very uh, intense about their positions on certain issues. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Fascinated me about the game in the first place. It's just, yeah, it's, oh, it's such yeah. an intriguing concept. And yeah. it's very 
even today. It is incredibly relevant. Incredibly relevant, yes. Yeah. <laughs> no matter where so, you are in, yeah. the, in the political scheme, this is relevant. It's great. It is. it is. And so the first game, I'll just give a little overview of kind of, not very long, but kind of how the first game is set up, because apparently that's different and improved in the second one. Feel like we should go over that so the first game is very very short it takes place over seven days and you are the new editor of this news media thing they don't like call it like you know an, an internet place or whatever but you can kind of imagine that it's sort of like you know posted and you are in this country this made-up country where genetic modifications are a thing modded humans are the norm pure humans are the minority and there is a conflict between two other countries neighboring this country that you're in mm -hmm. and your job is to obviously print whatever news and there mechanically there are limitations at some points where it's like you can only print like four articles one day or two articles another day and then other days you can just print whatever and the whole idea is is that you need to drum up clicks and it's sort of arbitrary in the first game that is it's sort of arbitrary like what that means it's just the game will tell you if you've accomplished it and then when you end of the day, you've printed all the things you want to print, you go home, and you have a spouse and a daughter, and you interact with them, like it's basically a conversation, and you have very simple dialogue choices, it's either like an asshole response or a nice response, for the most part. And you interact with them for a little bit, and then it goes into the next day. And so there every, is one yeah. thing I wanted to add to that. Sure, sure, sure. On your way home, you can actually kind of listen in on the, what the population is saying about yes. what you posted. And I feel like yes. that was an important part, at least for my playthrough. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to bring that up. No, yeah. I was actually going to get there, but I'm glad you brought that up. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. As you walk home, like Chandler said, you hear, like, the people around, like, they're just little sprites. They, they will talk about what you printed and react to it. In, you know, depending on what their whole thing is. And there are like two main issues that you can go one way or the other on. And one of those is the rights of quote, pure humans, i.e. non-genetically modified humans. You can give them the right to marry and whatnot. Well, you can't give them that, but like your printing support of that allows that to happen in the game world. The other one is an issue of a refugee crisis where this other conflict between these other two countries that there are refugees from the attacked country are coming into yours and you can either say lock them up kick them out or you can say help them let's give them jobs and whatever and all of these choices that you make like not only are people on the streets talking about it but it actually affects your home life a little bit like for example if you choose to print the story that says let's give refugees jobs your spouse who is ill can be laid off uh, their job and so they now lose their job and you're at a point where it's like what are we going to do about money shit i did that <laughs> <laughs> i did that on one of my <laughs> i played through three times trying to get different things that's a whole other thing we'll get to that in my critiques so that's basically what happens and so and every day is leading up like the end game is basically after this festival so it's basically like the independence day like if you're from the u.s and you're it's like it's like the fourth of july for this country it's like they're the festival quote unquote is what they call it and that is the like their independence day their formation day their founders day yeah. and and there's going to be this huge thing and there's either going to be a performer or not depending on what you print and all this stuff and something can go horribly wrong 
at this festival. All of the, when I played through three times, each time something bad happened, but it was a different bad thing each time. For example, again, here's spoiler territory, y'all. I ended up, the first time I played through, the performer at the festival was assassinated because she was a pure human. She was not modded and mm. they, she was killed for that. The second time I played through the purest radicals, if you wish to call them that, attacked the festival with uh, Molotov cocktails, firebombs, and that was bad too. Mm. Um, <laughs> I can't remember if the third one was like the other way around, but it, bad things happened no matter what in all the playthroughs I did in this version. Uh, so basically, yeah, so that's like the main mechanic is you pick these articles and an form that it takes is like you get these little clips of paper on your desk, like your digital desk, and it has a headline and a picture and then like the beginning of a paragraph that you can read and kind of get the idea of like, oh, is this pro this or anti this? And really, you don't even need to read the paragraph really you can get that from the the headline that it's really clear that it's like oh this is anti-refugee or this is pro-refugee etc and so you can kind of make your choices that way and kind of taking it back to the you know quote about you know what no matter how you play to your bias it doesn't matter in the end i felt like that was actually very effective like that that direction was like absolutely like yeah if you were trying to be the good guy you I mean, can't. what I what I considered to be the good guy, like I died. I was pro refugee, pro purist, and I was murdered at the end of the game, like at, at that end, at end game, which is the epilogue. It's like the day after the festival. You do your thing, you walk home and you're attacked in the street. Now, the one I wow. didn't die in was if I made a military state, because then there's police everywhere and the bad guys, quote unquote, the bad guys can't attack you. So huh. if you do that. Yeah, like, so your things kind of end you up, like, you can die, you can live, your daughter can be shot at the festival, she can be arrested, she can come home just fine, like, all of that has to do, and the stuff with the daughter has to do with your choices, like, in the dialogue in the family section, but those that's more critique really, area. Yeah, those are really disconnected. Yeah, so, you, you're that's, just like, yeah. she's literally just a sponge for your choice. Yeah, uh, which is... Right. Before that's going into critique area, which I want to go to. So Chandler, <laughs> well, I just to kind of keep it kind of together. That's fine. Organized, because you know me, I'll just be like off down the road and it'll be like, <laughs> Bye guys, I'm talking about the thing. <laughs> that's basically what I have to say about the game setup as a whole. So Chandler, do you have anything to add? And then I think it would be great if you went into critiques, if you started into your critiques. Okay. Since you uh... that. Yeah, that, that was basic, the basic formatting. There was something I noticed when you're going through the stack of papers. Game, and I'll put that in quotes, will actually give you like letters praising you and trashing mm. you in with your pile, and there's literally nothing you can do with them. So it's like mm -hmm. implicit threats or praise for being pro or anti-something. It was actually kind of amusing. On the last day before the festival... I got a thing that just said, don't be anti-mod. This is your final warning. And I was like, yeah. Yep. And then I just went ahead and went anti-mod anyway. But <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, well, it's not that important. I don't care if I die in this game. I only put 20 minutes into it. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> but yeah, so in my playthrough, to be fair, I only did it once. I actually kind of stumbled into a police state and I didn't even realize mm. it because um, you only have like two decisions and it was like yeah massive unrest i was like eh, well maybe 
maybe some more police presence would be good. And then I just didn't publish another article on it. There was another opportunity that I noticed where you could cut it, cut the presence down, but I didn't end up printing that one. And then I just out of out on a lark, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to do pro purist because I like fighting for the underdog. And (laughs) yeah, at the very end of the game, there's the option of you have the choice of helping your sick spouse or your daughter get into college. And it has that really obnoxious choice where if you choose one, the other will happen. Mm -hmm. Um, After that choice has been made, you have the choice of publishing the results. And I don't know why, but I just never thought to publish the results of that because there were other articles that I wanted to publish before that. Mm -hmm. And it was like, you have two that you can publish today. It's like, okay, well, these are the two I choose. Good night. Mm -hmm. So Bye. <laughs> that left to a really awkward end state where everybody's just staring at me at the table. And I was like, I wonder how that vote went. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, you guys didn't know, did you? And there was no oh, yeah. no opportunity to be like, oh, well, actually, I've got the health care for my sick spouse on somehow. Yeah. <laughs> but he'll never know because... It, the game starts you off as a default of a female, and I didn't bother changing that because I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was interesting, too. Yeah. So going into my personal critique, it's a very, very wordy game, but by mm-hmm. its very nature, it has to be. And if you're not an, into reading and games, it's going to be really hard for you to get into this one. Yeah. And I'll be honest, I got to the point where I was skimming through a bunch, hence why I got <laughs> it done in 20 minutes. <laughs> maybe 15 (laughs) um but that being said the most interesting part to me was actually walking home and listening to what people were reacting to what i published and on day fucking one i got the graffiti on the building that said uh, propaganda or whatever oh the the, yeah the propaganda Oh, what was that? I can't remember what it says, but yeah, that one. Yeah. So that graffiti just showed right up on the building day one. I was like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. That happened to me too. Yeah. I was like, "Eh, okay, well, uh, obviously bias is going to be part of this and I might as well just go balls deep in whatever one I choose randomly. (laughs) So yeah, that was the most interesting part was seeing the effect of the, of your choices. And Mm -hmm. the weakest part of the first game was definitely the daughter. Yeah, simply because the family on the whole, like that whole family section for me was like just the weakest part. It needed to be there from a uh, narrative because absolutely if you were just walking home and they had the voyeuristic take listening in, it Mm. wouldn't have had the same impact. But the daughter was quite literally just a, oh, you made this decision at home. Uh, This is what happens when you make that decision. And I played yeah. really aloof with my choices. Like mm-hmm. I, I was strict with the daughter about cursing, but then if she wanted to go out, I was like, fuck it. That's fine. Yeah. I don't care. And then she ended up just like wandering around and bought trinkets and then went home. Yeah. She's like, I was going to join the protest, but then people got shot and I ran away. It's like, okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like on the whole, like the family part absolutely needed to be there as like to give you some reason to give a shit about 
what you were printing. I feel like beyond your own personal biases and like your own beliefs about stuff, how that layers onto what you read in the game in this fictional setting. Like you needed this sort of personal interaction with people you know and care about to make it make sense. But for me, like you said, the daughter like is like, oh, you did this, so I agree. And if you're like kind to her and stuff and you're not a super asshole, it's fine. She can end up fine, especially if you have a police state. Like she's not going to get arrested or something. Like if you alienate her, she's like going to join the protest and either end up in prison or shot. That sort of thing. Like those endings can happen. But the thing that really got me about it was like, I felt like I really be caring, especially with like, you know, a spouse and like the whole thing that the sp your spouse is sick because they were because modified after they were birth. modified after birth and that there's a rejection there's a, a chance for rejection and that your spouse and i say spouse because you female spouse yeah you know you choose uh your spouse that and that they're sick because of this and so that dovetails in with audit and pure rights and then you have that their job is at stake depending on about the refugee crisis and mm -hmm. It just, but you don't get to print enough that actually feels like it would really affect your family, you know, like your sister, like your, your sister. Wow. Weird. Uh, your daughter, other different female relation. <laughs> We're not from Art. Alabama. Wow. Yeah. It's like, where is this country again? Uh, <laughs> it's Alabama, Stan, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Oh, man. No offense to anyone, actually, from yeah <laughs> obvious disclaimer but yeah obviously yeah anyway but yeah so like your daughter like you know she doesn't actually have any agency outside of like what your choices were like it's not like if you printed a pro a, like an anti-purist thing that she'd be like hey that's like really crappy of you parent why would you do that like she's not like that she just is like oh i saw you printed this so interesting you know and then like your spouse is like oh yeah like i would be you know we have this issue with like our daughter needs to go to college but you know I, I also have this health issue and like the health issue versus education thing was like the last like the second to last day and huh. and it didn't matter like it felt like it didn't matter at all you were like, already there was no too close to the yeah. festival there was no yeah you're already cover. too close to the festival and like the game really like rams it down your throat that like the issues you need to care about are either mod versus purist or refugees versus anti-refugees like those are the things you need to care about there's like not much other things print except the occasional thing about the festival and then the festival stuff kind of dovetails with that like you know like the protest against like modded tomatoes or the protest against the singer because she's a pure human she's not modded you know like all of these things but there's just not a lot and i felt like that on the one hand like it makes the family section very weak because it's just a bunch of words that don't matter like what really matters is going back to work and printing the stuff and then seeing yeah. what happens around you and then also is it weakens it because like there really should be a lot more things especially when you have the missions day is it day three that is the first day that you have limited yeah, I can't remember, three. but they limit you to like you can only print four things. And I feel like if you and you have a really big pool of stuff to print, but I feel like if there were more of things to print, like more of this about oh, there are issues with healthcare, like you know, and you can either make that dovetail with and of course this is a very simple game. Like it's not complicated, but like these are sort of critiques, especially now that I know that there is a improved second game. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> that it's like I, I say these critiques knowing that this is a critique of a game that 
is sort of a, a prototype proof of concept almost for what came yeah. later. The, this was and the that, game jam yeah. game to the yeah. eventual release effectively. Exactly. And like, I definitely think that what, at least according to that article, like the game designer was going for, like, I, I think he managed it. I think what he was looking to do and what he was looking to communicate about biases and about how somebody who's in charge of information can affect society. Like I, I feel like, and how that can affect crises, especially, I feel like that part was effective. I think he managed to do that well. But everything else around it, 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 it could have been more. It could have been better because it was much weaker than I feel like it should have been to make you really feel like you had a stake. Because why not then, you know, forget this purist and modded stuff. Like, let's print stuff about healthcare because this actually affects my life. And does that tank your ratings then? Like, yeah, you know, like things like that. There could have been more subtlety if given exactly. more time in the office. Yeah, exactly. Or like, and, you know, more conflict with your spouse or your daughter go home like you know for example just throwing this out there like for example like oh your daughter is like very purist like you if you put anything that's anti-purist she's going to jump you up your throat about it you know or your spouse is being like i'm really concerned about you know her daughter's education why aren't you printing anything about education you know that kind of thing. would yeah. have made you feel like part of this system a lot more than it was and I have to say, like, why I think one reason why I think that I feel like he managed to make it work is that in some ways it felt a little too real in a way with like, especially I did a uh, what I call a status quo where yeah. I went through the game basically being, yeah, pro mod, you know, all the things like, you know, the, the countries for us, you know, country first, you know, kind of thing. And and like, that's how I played through and literally nothing changed. Like there were issues, like, you know, people were getting, there were raids on like purist meetings and whatever or something. I, there was something like that. I don't know if that was exactly what, it was. but it's like, but nothing changed. And at the end of the game, it was like, oh, and the daughter came home from the festival and it was fine. And oh, there, there's literally nothing to worry about because your spouse kept their job and you got a raise. In fact, you're like two, you jumped up two spots. You're so good at your job. And that felt gross. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, it, like at, personally, like getting that ending, which you could say is a good ending, seeing as the other two endings I did, I was murdered for doing my job. And my daughter like went to prison, you know, my, my spouse lost their job and what, like, you they know, those died are destitute. Uh, they yeah. died destitute. It was like, this feels like, so that feels like this should be like the good ending. And it felt gross because it was like, nothing changed. And you went on with your life and the have still had, and the have not still had nothing. And the refugees were still crushed under the boot of the aggressors. And the purists were, you know, shot up by the mods and you know, whatever it's, and yeah. it was like, oh, and it just felt too real. So that's why I feel like at least that part of the game, like that going for like that kind of like emulating realism and then showing that, you know, in a way your biases don't matter, which I guess your biases do matter if they, you're just playing into the status quo. They definitely had a point in the game because your statuses mm. or your biases really did have a concrete effect on the sure. world. Like I guess the thing that I came away with was the family section was super rushed and it yeah. really did feel like a game jam game. Like if this yeah. was released in a uh, 48 hour Ludendare, I mm. would have been fucking floored because this is, this game is that good Yeah. in that context in mm -hmm. a $3 game context. Yeah. It's still, very good but yeah. it's not as fleshed out as it could be yeah. given you only have a week at your job 
Now, mm-hmm. if it was maybe three weeks or a month, that would be a much mm-hmm. longer game and it would allow for more subtlety in how sure. your daughter goes from being nothing but a sponge from what you and your spouse do to something a little bit more interesting. Like they start, because yeah. of your actions, they start going pro-purist or pro-modded and they start yeah. becoming either more violent with the more violent articles you produce or yeah. a radical pacifist or something like that. That yeah. if this given is, this a is month... where I have to this is where I have to do the knowing laughter in the background. Oh good. I'm so excited about <laughs> yeah. that knowing laughter. <laughs> so oh. yeah, that that's that's a very good sign because all the critiques that I have yeah. require more time development time and subtlety. Which yeah. from the game jam context and the game jam lens, this game is phenomenal. But from like an everyday player lens, the game's good. Mm. So Fair enough. Yeah. It's a great proof of concept, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, absolutely. The game had an impact and although not necessarily fun, it conveyed an emotion to the player really well. Yeah. Like, oh, every no time idea. I was walking home and I would get stalked by either refugees or people, modded people saying, fuck you, which oh, does actually happen. Uh, I yeah. felt like, oh God, I kind of want to keep the police around now. <laughs> I did feel like the first time that some like, and they're like these tiny little sprites, right? And they have these big little bubbles that come up and the first time that someone went hey you and then ran at me and then followed me like heckling me the whole way home that felt genuinely uncomfortable and a little scary like right huh it was really that was super effective and i wasn't expecting it to happen because all the times before that you just walk through the street and people talking you and then anonymous. this one day yeah and oh, then this yeah. one day somebody goes hey Hey, you, yeah, you're the one that prints that garbage about whatever. And like just follows you the whole way home, just yelling at you. And it's like, oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. And it starts off with like only a little following for like maybe yeah. 15 feet. And then by the last one, they literally follow you half of your transit all the way home yep. yelling at you. Yep. And it actually had an interesting effect on me because I was like, oh God, this, that was kind of terrifying the first time it happened. Yeah, and then by the time the last one happened, I was like, "Yeah, yeah, whatever." Yeah, like, I desensitized in seven <laughs> days, like, which was fifteen like... minutes. It was it yeah. was very surprising to me. I did not expect yeah. something like that to happen so fucking fast. Yeah, me either. And also similarly with the state, like if you decide to print the story that basically puts out police patrols all the time and drones po- uh, patrolling, um, you'll walk out of your office and you'll be like, "Do do do, I'm going home," and then you like police officers like in riot gear like standing over some person like beaten to a bloody pulp on the street and as the nights go on you see more of that and like the first time it was like oh my god they're just beating people up in the street of course you know what did you expect but then like as the nights go on similarly it was like okay yeah they beat up another person in the street whatever i just want to go. <laughs> like wow. it, it's just like same thing it was just like you're so disguised and a part of that is the game it's like okay i want to and by the time i was that i had you know done a, my another playthrough so i was like okay i know what's going on but the other part of it was that it was just like oh that feels shocking and then like okay so they've just beating people up okay whatever i just want to go home yes hello police checkpoint here are my papers please let me go home thank you good night officers see yeah. you tomorrow you know it's it just becomes really normal in a way that it's like oh yeah that was the most surprising part of it like how fast you could desensitize to everything 
Yeah. Or if you do the pro refugee thing, you have all your city that don't have jobs and they're just all these like different colored sprites on the bottom of the screen and they just multiply as nights go on. And there's like everywhere. And they're everywhere and they're just like, you know, could you help, you know, please help a, you know, refugee, like you'll get you a heckler any... that does the same thing. Yep, you'll get it. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, yeah. wow. And again, you just kind of dismiss it after the first night or so. You're just like, OK, yeah, sure. There's more refugees. OK, yeah, that's probably because I printed <laughs> this article. It yeah. It, and it's just yeah. like, I mean, part of that is I'm playing this game, whatever. But then the other part is this sort of psychological thing. Like, OK, I've seen this. Yeah. And I, I feel like that was part of it that was a little bit uh, surprising yeah. was that you could actually get an emotional impact that quickly out of a game. Mm. And that's why I said in a game jam context, it's phenomenal yeah. because you oh, don't yeah. get such a fast game that gives such an impact to the player of both being Absolutely. shocked and then desensitized. Mm hmm. Anyway, uh, do you have anything else about the first game you wanted to put in? I, I I think I basically covered anything and I'm like really excited to hear like how our critiques are maybe fixed in the second version of the game, the second game. Oh, absolutely. I have been struggling I'm super, so I'm, hard to not I'm, say anything. I, I can feel it through the force. I can I know, feel it. Right? I'm like, oh man, I've got a response for that critique, man. Like, but, ah, yeah, I have something I want to say. But okay, so before we dive into your critiques and how potentially they answered the f ones we had of the first game, was the formatting of the second game pretty much the same? It was very similar. I can tell that a lot of the decisions being made in the second game were based on decisions made in the first game. So the, I mean, obviously the biggest difference between these two games, I think, is exactly what you were just talking about in the length of time. I've been trying to find how many days you get in the second game because I think it's probably the most relevant part of this whole thing and I can't figure out how many it is. <laughs> and I don't remember. I want to say it was a lot. It was like, we'll say somewhere between 35 and 40 or 30 to 40 days. Um, okay. That's it's exactly significant. what it needed. Yeah, yep. that's and perfect. Yeah. Yeah, it makes a difference. No question it makes a difference. So that's a huge difference. Some of the other things that are going on, it's kind of funny how many parallels there are. Like, okay, so in the second game, same deal. You're a new headliner at, at this, this media company. And you're right, it's probably an online media thing. They don't really slash specify. newspaper. Yeah. yeah, you get your print yeah. articles. Same exact mechanic. You get some that you can approve and deny and all of that. And you get a big stamp that you can use to approve or deny them. Very papers, um, please. Yeah. yeah, totally. That's exactly what I was thinking as I was playing. So I was like, ah, oh, it's like a bigger, badder version of papers, please. But in any case, you're single, no family. Well, okay, that's wrong. You have a brother. Mm. You have no immediate family living with you. You're, you're on your own. However, as the game progresses, and again, spoilers are in inevitable here. There's no way to get around it. Yeah, if you're um, this far into the podcast and you're like, whoa, spoilers, we fucking gave you a lot of choices to, you know, actually play these games. It, yeah. You, you only got yourself to blame at this point. <laughs> If you've been, if, how about this? If you've been thinking about playing this game and you're now feeling bad about the fact that you have gotten this far without and, and already gotten a bunch of spoilers, stop now and play go the play the second one. one. Yeah, and then, then <laughs> and listen enjoy to the it. Yes, because it is so good. Oh my god, they. Uh, okay, so anyway, so yeah, so there's this girl that you meet that works with you. She's actually one of the people that writes the articles that go up on your desk, which becomes mm. a very important thing. Mm. Um, so you meet her at work, and depending on how you answer things and depending 
depending on what articles you publish and all of that, you can initiate a relationship with her. And she is also what you guys are talking about, because there's the same world, genetic modification and all of that. Mm -hmm. um, okay. she w had genetic modification after birth so she has exactly the same problem that your spouse does in the first mm -hmm. one by the sounds of it mm -hmm. uh, and the decisions i haven't i've only played this once so i'm going to preface that with that but i've read i've read i played the game and i was like mind blown i've got to play more but i want to look into this a little bit more because this is so interesting and so i got some information on some of the other outcomes and mm -hmm. depending on what decisions you make that genetic modification thing I'll, without giving too much away create some health problems for her. And you have a major influence on whether or not those get resolved. The other elements that are going on in the game is that you have a brother who suffers from severe depression and anxiety. <laughs> Just um, like the husband I had. <laughs> yeah, he got yeah. crippled by depression by the end of it. He's like, I'm just making plates. Oh. <laughs> like pat on the back. You're doing good, buddy. You're doing good. You're doing amazing. okay make those plates they're great yeah so so yeah so your brother has severe depression and anxiety but he's a struggling comedian and he wants to turn that into a career and again it i think one thing that they did a lot better based on what i've heard from you guys in the second one is that the intro the, the, the relationships that you have outside of work are fundamental to the game um yeah they're huge uh they do an incredibly good job of describing each of the characters and you end up feeling genuine emotion towards all of them and you want to help them all. There is not a bad character in the whole book or in the whole game. Like every <laughs> single character, yeah, well, it kind of is. It's kind of, it's, yeah. It's like You're a not... big choose your own adventure. <laughs> oh, it absolutely is a choose your own adventure is. game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like all of the characters in this game are very likable. Um, and you just want to solve everyone's problems, and you can't. And so anyhow, um, where was I? Uh, yeah, so you got your brother who's got his thing going on, and depending on what articles you post and depending on what conversations you have with him, it can fundamentally change the outcome of the game. Now, the, what you're talking about with the clicks and the views or whatever, mm -hmm. that is gone in the second game. It doesn't exist at all. You post whatever articles you want, and there are changes to the world. The only impact that it really has on you, and the only way that you really know what your success level is, I guess, in a way, I guess mm -hmm. this is kind of the parallel, is based on how much you make. So there's a money mechanic. In the okay, game. so so they do actually have in the second game some way to to gauge how you're doing. Yes. Yes. Because, because yeah, the first game doesn't have anything like that. It just feels incredibly arbitrary. Yeah. Like, it's like, well, succeeds and your assistant fails. comes in and says, hey, you did good yesterday. Or, hey, we or, need better numbers today. Yeah. You need well, to try and, harder. I'm sure you can do better this time. Or, I mean, you're not going to get that promotion. Well, and so that's, it's still kind of arbitrary, although you do know what you're doing. But the, here's the big difference. In the second game, there are financial backers of this media company. And if you piss them off, they will oh. pull funding. Oh! That's a fun yeah. mechanic. That's yes. perfect for the Oh, whole... yeah. And, oh. yeah. And okay. so what happens is, if you piss them off, they pull funding for the company. And the more you piss them off, the more funding they pull. And they'll start laying people off. Okay. And your pay keeps getting cut yeah. every single time you upset them. Okay. 
And there's this company called, uh, what is it, Buzzy Buzz or something like that? Let me see if I wrote it down here. It's like a B thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> I wrote Buzz Drink. Yeah, good job, Buzz past drink. me. Um, <laughs> past Tom strikes again. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm sure uh, past Tom was like, uh, I'm going to write this down and then it's future Tom's problem. Yep. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I can't remember what it's called, but anyway, it's it's a it's a drink, um, and it's a stimulant. And the, what they're saying is, uh, the whole concept of this drink is that it's like alcohol. You get the same high off of it, or you know, buzz, but it you can't you don't get hangovers, and it's quote unquote non-addictive. Oh, quote uh, unquote. Uh huh. <laughs> That's pretty. Um, where this is going. <laughs> and they are a major funding or part of the funding for your media company. And there are articles that will come up on your desk and some of them will say this drink is fantastic and it has solved the alcoholism problem of the world. And other drinks are going, skeptics are concerned because while maybe there isn't a physical addiction component, there is absolutely a, what do you call it, psychological addiction yeah. component. And people will drink this like excessively because there's no consequences. And that's a consequence in and of itself. Yeah. Right. And then there are later, there are articles that come forward that say, well, maybe it's not got no consequences. Maybe there are some things that are happening, like it influences people's behavior. For instance, I initially supported this drink because I was like, oh, cool. You know, it like solves a drug problem. Okay, sure. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I put out an article that said, this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. And (laughs) I carried that narrative for probably five days or so. And then I was walking home, and this was probably the most profound moment of the game for me. This was the moment where I went, holy shit, this is different from other games I've played. I was walking home from work, and all of a sudden the game stops and pans up to this rooftop where five people come crawling up to the top and then just jump off. And they literally splatter on the ground right in front of you. Oh, wow. And, oh. Yeah, and there's this like narrative going on with it, and and you're just, oh my god! I remember just being like, like, like fuck! Oh my god! You know what was that? <laughs> and I went home and I was like, like actually uh, like emotionally affected because I'm going, I did this. Like I know how this <laughs> game works at this point. They've explained that there's done enough that the game to show that your in your decisions influence what happens, and I'm like what was that? What did I do? And so I, I went to work the next day and an article is sitting on, or two articles are sitting on the, on my desk. And one of them was playing it off. Like, Oh, I think one of the articles was saying it was this other country that this was a terrorist attack. And it was kind of, it just felt like bullshit to me. You know, it was kind of like, Oh, this is terrorism. Yeah. Yeah, Terrorism, totally the same thing. Right. Yeah. And the other article was like, does this drink reduce inhibition so much that, you know, people would be driven to the to mass suicide? And I was like, <gasps> oh, my God, I did that. <laughs> and so I felt so bad. So I, I posted, obviously, the article about the drink and was like, I think drink. But there's no context. I, uh, this is one of the most important things to preface with this game is that they don't tell you the truth. You're presented with two yeah. articles and you have to pick. Yeah. You, and you get to all decide what you have. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it's so nerve wracking. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I don't know. But the thing that they do do in the second game, and I don't know if they do it in the first, 
is they the people that you meet along the street and there's a bunch it's not just like one or two there's actually people you interact with on your way home the people you interact with give you kind of hints possibly mm. very subtle but they'll tell you their story and there are elements of their story where you're like wait a minute i think maybe <laughs> but it's so hard to know um yeah. like real life uh yeah. Yeah. But so what's fascinating is when I went through this story and I immediately after that whole suicide thing, that was they set it up well. It affected me. I immediately was like, fuck this drink. <laughs> 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 this drink is the devil. Everyone should stop drinking it right now. And so, oh, and also at the more you promote it, there are people like throwing up on the streets and stuff like that more. Right. And so uh, I, I did that. And, and of course, then shortly after that, I get my uh my boss came to me and he's like um what the hell <laughs> like you are trashing the people that pay us why are you doing this you're destroying us we've had to lay off like three people and you're getting a pay cut and so you start i think making like 20 dollars uh not a sure. day it's like a week or something i think yeah. um some quantity of time and it slowly went down. I think by the time I was done, I had pissed everyone off so bad that I almost didn't make any money at all. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so you have these financial backers that are a big part. And then there's there are multiple narratives. This is, I think, the other difference between the first game and the second is yeah. that there's the drink narrative. There's a healthcare narrative because you can actually end up mm -hmm. instituting universal healthcare if you play your cards right um, or not you can what else was going on there's kind of a it's more subtle but there is a little bit of a genetic modification thing but that is suddenly a very minor part of the story sure i think this is where it gets very like current like relevant to today news um there's a big immigrant problem that's going yeah. on in this country so they and just straight up went with immigrant versus refugee yeah yep um and your girlfriend whatever um assuming you even go down that road is an immigrant and oh, so that okay. narrative uh okay. um and there's also this like very creepy totalitarian sort of vibe going there's yeah. a leader in the country and he starts off fairly in favor when you when you begin the game but depending on what decisions you make and what happens in the world it starts to become at least to me. And again, this is totally dependent on your gameplay. Like, you can play... It's so different depending on what decisions you make. Um, but for me, what ended up happening is he kind of started pushing the narrative of a police state, and I squashed that. I originally started kind of... I felt like maybe the leader of this country was not so bad, and then as the game progressed, I started going, okay, he's kind of scary, actually. And, and you turned on started yeah, I turned like on him bitch. and I started squashing him. Oh, and by the way, my decisions changed. They, I flip-flopped, which affected things too. I started off in one direction and then as things went badly, I was like, I think I was wrong. Right. <laughs> I started going the other way. And people commented on that all the time. And they're like, you should make up your mind. You know, like, does, do you guys even know what you're doing? Like, you keep changing. Like, one minute you tell me one thing and the next minute you tell me the next. Like, what do I even believe anymore? So there's like this whole narrative of like distrusting the media. <laughs> because i changed my mind but anyway so yeah so if you per, if you push against this like or do this kind of anti-government sort of thing it has a major impact on the later part of the game i ended up getting followed by a government agent oh he came up to me and he said hey um about the articles that you've been posting 
they're kind of inciting you know potential violence and it's played off so goddamn well you all really struggle to know is he like trying to legitimately help the country or is this guy threatening me yeah and so he kind of played he's like maybe for the interest of the people you should kind of calm the narrative down a little and i remember there was a thing on there where i was like i think one of the response options was are you threatening me and i was like "Ooh, i'm gonna choose that maybe that'll help explain some things because it was pretty pretty tame and I hit, are you threatening me? And all of a sudden he goes, no, no, we would never threaten you. But just, you know, keep your future in mind. It was like super underhanded. And I was Which like. Which is like code oh, for, God. yes, I'm threatening you, by the <laughs> yes. way. I'm in not going to say it out loud, but you're going to die. if you. Well, don't. Yeah, we'd never a... threaten you, but, you know, you should make sure your doors are locked at night. Exactly. And I was like, yeah. whoa. So Shit I ended up. Real. I, I, I was trying to play it as like a what if this was real life and if somebody came up to me in the in the government and started making legitimate threats on my friends and family because he mentions your family in it, uh-huh. I was like, oh man, what would what would I do? You know, like do I keep pushing the anti-government narrative and risk their lives but potentially help the country or would I? I don't know. So I kind of played it in the middle and tried to avoid yeah. those topics whenever possible. <laughs> Um, I wonder if that bill passed. <laughs> right. I I sort of played. I just like I'm not going to talk about it. Whatever I have a choice. You know and... what? It's much safer to piss off the investors. I'll just continue to piss them off. All right. And so I I started going somewhat pro government because I was like I need to be careful so that my people I love don't die. And so I was semi sort of kind to the government, like at least not doing enough to piss them off more. And I can't remember what exactly ended up happening. Let me see if I have it in my notes here, because there was a, another pivotable or pivotal mo- moment. Let's see. Um, oh, this was a good one. Okay, so the government starts getting like more and more totalitarian, and things start getting a little bit. They devolve, and my brother, I ended up promoting him and being like, "Hey, you should do that. You could, you should do this comedy thing." And I encouraged him to do that. So he does a stand-up comedy night. And by the way, I also passed universal health care which meant that he was able to get therapy and drugs to help him with his anxiety and depression which meant that he was able to do this comedy show so he goes up and does this comedy show and cracks a couple anti-government jokes <gasps> yep oh boy. um oh brother no <laughs> yeah exactly and he does great like he kills it the gov- like the, the audience loves him and he's like talking to me as we we're coming home you know and about how successful he's been and how he's just so thankful that i encouraged him to do this and his life is really turning around. And then all of a sudden I get a notification that he's in jail. <laughs> and so I visit him in jail and he gets put in jail because he was making these anti-government jokes. And at that point I got mad. <laughs> I was like, all right. You did. You done goofed. Yep. This freedom of speech thing is important. So I started doing articles about it um, and about how evil this all was. And Oh my God! Again, one of those moments where like you really grow attached to the this character, and I'm trying to bail him out of work. And this is this is where the game really is. Ah, oh, does such a good job. I was saving up money so I could bail him out because I think it was going to cost like two hundred dollars. It was a lot, and I of course have pissed off all my backers because I'm like doing this anti-drink thing. And so I have, like, no money. So I'm literally, like, spending nothing. Oh, and by the way, you have a dog and a drone, like a pet drone at your house that you just kind of adopt if you want. And you have to feed the dog and buy batteries for the drone. 
Oh, and so I'm like, no. Yeah, so I'm like barely able to feed them, and I'm having to like choose between my dog and my brother. <sighs> and so I finally get enough money together. It took so long. I finally got the two hundred dollars. I think I put out a a positive drink uh, article, and they gave me a bonus. And it finally gave me enough money. Yep. <laughs> finally gave me enough money. And so I like, I run to the police station after work and I'm like, yes, I finally I'm going to get out. him out of jail. <laughs> and he's gone. <gasps> no, they black bagged him. They oh. black bagged him. No records. I like talked to the police officer. Like, we don't even know who you're talking about. He's, there's no such record of such a person. Exists. No. He got disappeared. Ooh. Oh no. Yep. And there's a, uh, the other element that's going on is there's a secret organization that is like, that follows you occasionally and then will like tell you things. And they're like, hey, we, we are the truth. We know the truth. And they give you like secret information about that's anti-government, including they occasionally will slip in articles that are like, that you can publish that are not approved. Right. Um, and uh, so finally they came out and they're like, hey, we're, we're finally going to tell you the truth. So they took me down to this like basement and they told me about all this crazy shit that was going on in the government and how the government actually, the government made that whole suicide thing because that is a huge part of the story. Um, yeah. They caused that and they're doing it to control society and they're they're putting out drones and a lot of this is true like there's drones flying everywhere that are monitoring people and kind of are becoming like it's like police state stuff and so they they give you an article they say the next uh, the next day you're going to have an art a special article on your your desk we want you to um publish it and it's going to change everything and so this is after my brother went missing so i'm like yeah fuck the government like <laughs> you know like... they black bagged him i i got nothing to <laughs> yeah. lose now Exactly. I, I, I'm going to do it. So I published it. And I think the article was saying something along the lines of, because there's also this horrible disease. I'm sorry, I missed a whole narrative. There's a there's lot a of narratives disease. in this, obviously. I was oh, say. so much. There's a huge disease that's going along that's like a genetic, like like your your genes like deteriorate or something like that, that is, that is happening in the world. Yes. And so their article is basically saying like, the government created this disease to control the people. <gasps> And I published and holy shit was there chaos on my way home from work that day, like <laughs> riots and like freaking drones getting shot out of the sky and like people were losing their freaking minds. And part of it is that there's this, the end, the end part where you guys had like, you know, this, this festival or whatever for us, it was, the president was coming to our town to do a speech. And this was like the day before. <laughs> and so uh, the uh, the day before, like this, this guy comes to town and we're discuss or he starts doing this big speech and he gets assassinated on stage. Oh, shit. And oh, I don't know. It's oh, go ahead. It sounds like they really pumped up the uh, extra details and made it more important than ever before for you to pay oh. attention to everything that's happening in the world, including, you know, everything jumping, jumping off. And I feel like if they added that many like subtle lines, there could be radically different playthroughs where you focused on, oh, yeah, I'm just doing healthcare, Don't care about anything oh, else. And that I... could be a radically different outcome than trying to thread the needle and try and publish a little of everything. I desperately want to do another playthrough because I, I, you can tell easily that there are 
fundamentally different ways that this thing can end. And uh, like I said, more than any game, it's kind of weird. You know, you play you play a game like, I don't know, uh, any of the Fallout series. You put hundreds of hours into these games and you... but But somehow this game in a matter of a few hours, because this really does take probably six hours to play through, depending on how many articles you actually read all the way through and all of that. Maybe maybe it takes less than that, depending on your play style. But in any case, in the six hours that you're playing this game, I feel like you are 10 times more attached to each of the characters in it, and I mean all of them, than you would be in like a Fallout game or something along those lines where you have way more time into it. Yeah. Um, and there's more characters. There's so many things I didn't even get a chance to explore. There's like a homeless guy that like comes and asks you for help. And if you, I bought him like a suit and he, his life starts improving, but I never even got to see the end of that narrative. <laughs> You're just uh, like, well, uh, that happened. Uh, yeah, luck, I, I know that <laughs> I know that goes somewhere, but he needed more money at the end. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm trying to bail my brother out of jail because I sort of got him there. Um... <laughs> my, my brother's in prison right now. Um, I should probably help him. Uh, uh, yeah, he's in, and the worst part is uh, the, the jokes that he's telling are like, conversations that you have with him leading up to this and if oh, you boy. make jokes he incorporates those jokes into his act so like i am directly responsible for the position that he is in right now <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh shit uh maybe i shouldn't have made that off-color joke about how the person uh, looked like an ass <laughs> it i've never seen a game do such a good job of incorporating every single tiny itsy bitsy seemingly inconsequential decision that you make into this massive story that is taking place. So, I, I, yeah, critiques, I don't know if I even have any. Uh, I want to play it more. Give me more. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's my critique. I, I would say that's a, a gushing critique. But, uh, yeah, it sounds like yeah. it definitely resolved a lot of the issues that Devin and I had with the first version. Yeah. I feel, I feel like the developers probably paid really close attention to the critiques that people gave and went, okay, yeah, mm -hmm. we'll... We'll fix that. Yeah, and it's possible <laughs> that the game, as it was the version that that Chandler and I played, it's it's even possible that like there were so many more ideas there for what you know he wanted to do, but he just didn't have the time, the people, yeah, you know, to do that. The yeah. funding, yeah, it, that, and then then there was an opportunity to actually have that, like perhaps because of the first game, like you know, people buying the first game funded the second one, that that all of this other stuff could be put in. Um, yeah, absolutely. That's actually a common thing in the indie world where you get yeah. the f proof of concept out to get people into it, and then you release yeah. the second version with all the features that you wanted. Absolutely. Um, we see that yeah. with games like Mountain Blade, where you yep. get the multiplayer update and all the, where you can be mm -hmm. your own king and whatnot. But the, at the end of the day, the first game kind of shows the world what you were looking for. It gives right. you the fundamentals. It's yeah. It's a platform to build on. Exactly. And yeah, and I I've got to say for anyone that's interested in getting this game, still what I've what I've said is such a small percentage of what is possible with this game, and I've missed entire swaths of things that happened in it. I think the game is, I think it's what fifteen dollars or something along those lines at full it, price. It's fifteen right now. Yeah. In the um, U.S. So, anyway. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Good point. It is totally worth the fifteen dollars. When I when I say that six hours of gameplay, that that is one playthrough. And I promise, when you finish your first playthrough, you're gonna want to do it again and again and probably again. 
Um, a good because three you just, <laughs> Yeah, you yeah. you finish the game and you go, God, I missed so much. And now I want to know what would have happened if I other decision instead. And so, I mean, it's a lot of content, a shocking amount of content for a, a game of that style. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, and maybe next time it goes on sale, I'll totally pick it up or maybe yeah. I'll pick it up full price, uh, depending on how excited I get about it and how much focus yeah. I can actually dedicate to it. Um, <laughs> but that being said, I think just going pretty much cold into the first game, my impression was pretty positive. Like, yeah. Because of the game jams that I participate in, I kind of end up a little bit more forgiving in the artwork and audio territories because yeah. those are way beyond the scope of what I can do right now. But <laughs> looking at it right now, it the first game is still an impressive game and I would still recommend playing through it. That being said, it's not the traditional adventure game that we have been talking about in the series so far. But if you guys like this format, we can absolutely go through and look at other games and other series and take that adventure lens to it. Mm -hmm. so absolutely. Just... Well, and I, I also think that in some ways, you know, we've kind of talked about how the adventure game is in a point where in the modern age, to some extent it's, it's struggling in the regard that it's not something that you see in the AAA titles or anything like that. It's an element that is less prominent than it used to be. And this game to me, kind of what I was thinking about when I was finishing it is like, is this maybe the new modern iteration? Is this the direction that adventure name games need to go to stay more relevant? Because it's the depth of it is so much more complex and stuff that I'd like to see more of it. I think that maybe this is the evolution of the adventure game. Oh, absolutely. I think there is actually very fertile ground for us to investigate other games like this, like Beat Cop, This is the Police, Papers, mm -hmm. Please. We can talk about all of those games because in some sense, yes, they are adventure games. And if there's interest, we can absolutely go through and play them and then give our in-depth impressions and critiques of them as well. Yeah, yeah, but, absolutely. Okay, uh, well, I think that's a good spot to wrap up this particular podcast. Uh, looks like we've been pretty good and thorough on this one. <laughs> um, <laughs> where can people find you guys? Social media, whatever. Well, I don't have like any adventure gaming things, but I am on uh, Instagram as Tamakaze, T-O-M-A-K-Z-E. Feel free to send me a follow for fundamentally different content. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's probably about it for me. Okay. How about you, Kevin? Uh, yeah, um, you can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram and Twitch, uh, Lady Merowith, L-A-D-Y-M-E-R-E-W-I-F. Yeah, and watch some really hilarious gameplay. Yeah, I I, uh, <laughs> I enjoyed. I, it. I had I had issues with the vod staying up, but that should be fixed now. And there should be more vods as I play more things. So if you can't watch me live, watch vods. But uh, <laughs> love to have you when I'm streaming. Don't have an actual schedule day, but if you're interested in uh, pretty much anything and watching someone be moderately terrible at it, <laughs> you should you should look me up can confirm the entertainment value oh absolutely <laughs> absolutely it's very fun to watch um my personal favorite is the kill count but you'll know what i'm talking about when you watch oh oh yeah i'm gonna try and figure out a widget for the kill count because 
that was funny yeah i'm pretty sure i wasn't paying full attention i missed a couple so uh but anyway yeah you can find me on twitter uh, as jc suron s-i-r-r-o-n i'm mostly active around game jam so next ludum dare you can come watch me rage about how this is really stupid or how i'm laughing at myself about get wrecked which is a programming <laughs> joke that i just end get up cracking wrecked. <laughs> yeah <laughs> get dot wrecked yep yeah. it amuses me and i don't even do programming right yeah <laughs> so I, I crack jokes like that that's it for the adventure mechanics. So we hope to see you next time. Bye-bye.